Hello, and welcome to the Yukon Entrepreneur Podcast Series. I'm your host, Carrie Johnston, and I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champagne and Ajak First Nations in beautiful Dakota Haines Junction. And I'm joined today by Miles. Miles, please introduce yourself. Yes, thank you, Carrie. Thank you for having me back on the podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, wonderful yeah. to have you back. Yeah, no, it's exciting to sort of catch up and, and sort of have a part two of sort of how the business has changed. So I guess just in terms of a little intro of myself. My name is Miles Hogan. I'm the co-founder of Yukon Built alongside my brother Tanner. Uh, we have a local apparel company here in Whitehorse, uh, a lifestyle brand that we've been building over the last number of years and carry products all the way from, you know, hoodies and hats to now have added categories like outerwear. Uh, we've got kids and toddler things and I've sort of built the brand, pardon the pun, uh, around sort of the Yukon community and have established a, a lifestyle and apparel brand around the, the whole concept. Awesome. And so Miles, thinking back way back to the beginning of the pandemic, what's your first memory of like, oh, this is a really big deal? Yeah, I mean, there's probably a few. There was a, obviously, there was a very clear moment in my mind was uh, Tanner, my brother, co-founder of the business, was actually one of the first number of people in the Yukon to test positive for COVID. Um, which was, I guess, March of 2020. So probably exactly two years ago now. So it was very early on, early on, at least for the, when Canada started experiencing what this COVID thing was all about. Um, so very clear uh, having Tanner uh, test positive for COVID. And at that point, we still were very unsure of what this whole thing was, what it meant. Um, I, because I'd been in contact with Tanner, I then had to isolate for 14 days and as business owners and business people, it put a, a massive strain on us personally, but also professionally as businesses, as managers and leaders of our, our brand and our businesses uh, to all of a sudden be like, uh, we're going to have to stay home for the next two weeks where we're, uh, I fortunately never tested positive at the time, but because I was a direct contact, uh, I spent 14 days in isolation in a different home than Tanner was at the time. And he was isolated. So it was, um, a very apparent first experience um, for us right from the get-go. It was, it was early on and there were still so many unknowns. Uh, that was a, a incredibly stressful time, actually. <laughs> oh, that certainly would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have you learned about your business model over the past two years? And I recall, you know, when we talked earlier, you hadn't really seen that many impacts other than the tremendous support of Yukoners. And is yeah. that still the same case for you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same case from our, our first uh, conversation. We've been very fortunate um, from the get go is that when we had, a even from the beginning, when we established our business online or having an online presence, at least through social media, through our website, we had that ability to still be in contact with customers, with consumers, um, even if it wasn't in person. Perfect example when during early stages of the pandemic, when you know, businesses had to shut down or reduce hours or things like that. We still have the ability to sell product through our website and have curbside pickup. So we already had the, I guess you could say the structure or the, the foundation um, through an online presence that allowed us to still operate. Um, so that, that was fortunate for us. Uh, beyond that, I, I guess some people would think it's a little crazy as, as we continued to build out our online presence over the course of the last two years and really sort of double down on being able to connect and um, 
sell and be in front of people through online. We actually opened our first official Yukon built store here in Whitehorse. So we actually, with everything going on, it seems a little crazy, but we opened our first brick and mortar store and, and a physical presence last June, uh, June of 2021. So not only were we able to sort of double down on our online presence with, as I talked to you the first time we chatted, the incredible, incredible support of Yukoners and really rallying around Yukon business and wanting to support local, we were able to take that leap to establish a dedicated Yukon built store downtown Whitehorse, which allowed us to have that sort of direct connection in a physical sense, even though it's been limited and it's been masks in store and it's been a little different than you'd anticipate. We never had a grand opening for that reason because of the, the limited uh, capacity restrictions and things like that. It still gave us enough sort of confidence that what we were doing was working. People liked what we were doing. People were incredibly supportive of our brand through collaborations, through our own products. Um, which, yeah, it really allowed us to have the confidence to sort of continue to jump in two feet and say, you know what, we're into this thing. Let's build out this, this local hub, this local sort of brick and mortar space where people could come and experience our brand, experience our products. Um, so, yeah, that's been an interesting evolution of the brand to have both the online presence, but also betting on the physical experience of well of, of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any interruptions in your supply chain in the last two years? Definitely, uh, most recently, more than anything, uh, which has been an interesting sort of evolution of, of what we've been experiencing through the pandemic. Um, early on, it was, yes, the stress of, you know, the potential for lockdowns and limited store capacity and, and things like that, that were the main considerations, but we were still operating as normal where we could get product when we wanted it. And it's really been in the last, I would say six to eight months. And it glaringly was the most obvious um, for our Christmas season of 2021, uh, where we felt it the most, where 18 months after the start of the pandemic, we were sort of feeling the effects of, you know, shipping delays and shipping containers being five times more expensive. And, um, you know, factories being shut down or having limited staffing, which really started to back up and all these little effects that might have delayed things by a few days turned into a few weeks. And then as an example for Christmas of 2021, we estimate based on what we had anticipated having in stock for the Christmas season, um, we were probably about 800 units short from what we expected or had planned to be have in stock at the time, strictly due to supply chain issues. Um, so we had la maybe about two weeks ago, so call it the beginning of February, we had our one of our large Christmas restocks arrive at the beginning of February. So that that has definitely been a challenge, trying to navigate, one, getting product that we want and getting it timely, but two, also navigating, it's like, okay, all these back orders we've been experiencing for two, three, six months now are starting to trickle back in. It's like, okay, well, now I have these 800 units of sweaters and hoodies that I anticipated having for Christmas. And now I'm getting them in the middle of February, which is typically a very slow retail season. So that's been a new dynamic, a new hurdle we've had to be um, navigating in the last few months, which is probably been the most difficult um, piece of how the pandemic has directly affected a business like ours, which is a 
a, pro, a physical product, a consumer product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's rendezvous, not Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right when we're exactly. recording this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Miles, who's your customer? Is it you, Connors? Or have you seen sort of national, international expansion? Yeah, Yukon is definitely at the forefront still of what we're doing. Um, it's it's been amazing the the amount of people that are are proud to wear our product, our brand, represent Yukon built. Um, so I'd say definitely still Yukon is the primary customer. Um, but beyond that, it's a lot of people. Any any way someone has a, some kind of connection to the Yukon. So whether you're Yukoner, whether you're actually living here, or it's someone that maybe used to live here, but has moved elsewhere and wanted that little piece of home. It's someone maybe that has come from elsewhere and moved here. Um, it might be someone that's just visited here. Uh, so a lot, a lot of our customer base right now is still people that either know or have experienced the Yukon in some capacity. Um, but beyond that, we're also seeing the potential for uh, customers sort of on a larger scale, a larger scope that the Yukon itself, the name, the uh, sort of the image it conjures up when people think of the Yukon, um, we've sort of realized that we can start tapping into that storytelling of what the Yukon is, what it means to be Yukon built, if you will. Um, because we've had we've had recently orders that we've shipped to Austria and Germany, and we've actually reached out and said, hey, like, how did you come across us? And some of them have, you know what, they're big fans of the Yukon Quest and came across our gear or collaboration with Yukon Quest or they read Jack London as a kid. And now, so they've always had in their mind this image of what the Yukon is. And now they come across our brand as sort of this small representation of what whatever that means to them. So although our primary customer is definitely Yukoners and I think will always continue to be, we definitely see potential beyond that as well. It's been, we've been getting really interesting feedback of, of how we can sort of tap into the market of people that are sort of imagining and dreaming of the Yukon itself. Well, that's beautiful. Uh, you know, leadership's inherent in, in all that we do as business owners. What are you learning about leadership as you navigate through the pandemic? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. And I think has been a re- really important piece of the puzzle, especially as uh, a relatively, I mean, we've been in business five years now. Um, celebrated our first or sorry our fifth anniversary in January but it's really been the last year or two that we've dived or dove in full-time really making this our full-time thing that we've committed so I would still consider myself fairly new at leadership management learning how to work with a team hiring staff to be part of sort of what we're building um so one, it's it's such an integral part of growing any business, any organization. Um, and two, it's been a real personal challenge for me in a good way of maybe pushing myself outside of my comfort zone of what it means to be a leader, especially during a time like the pandemic when there's so many unknowns and stress levels are high. And, you know, it's especially when you're locked at home, it's it, winters are tough. They're long, they're dark, they're cold. So me being a leader of our business is really important to keep that sort of positivity, that energy to lead the team, to lead the staff we now have in the retail store, to sort of be that person that people can look to, to sort of lead the charge. Um, So it's been an incredibly important piece and actually has allowed me to learn a lot about myself, I think, in the last two years of how to be a good and a better leader. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we've all had to adapt how we, you know, to the new normal, which, which of the sort of adaptations that your business has had to undergo, are you the most proud of? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I sort of on a two part of that question, I'm really proud of how we've navigated the pandemic and continued to sort of um, be confident and positive in what we're doing and continue to push the envelope and what we're capable of. We, we certainly haven't slowed down at all. We've continued to push forward and really believe we can continue growing this business, this brand and turn it into something special. So I think I'm proud that it hasn't sort of deterred us from continuing what we're doing. Um, and I think on a personal level, on a holistic level, I think it, it's, been a, it's been a good reminder of how important balance is. Um, it's really easy, especially, um, in these last couple of years to, you know, put your head down and just work. And, um, I think for a lot of people, it's been a good reminder of, you know, the importance of balance and it's not just all work or not just all play and, and having that balance for, for me, it's as simple as, you know what, after a long day of work, getting out and going for a walk along the river, this beautiful, like amazing place we live to be able to actually go out and experience it. Um, especially not having the opportunity to travel in the last couple of years too. It's allowed me to tap into actually experience probably more of the Yukon potentially than I would have otherwise and really sort of appreciate and re-fall in love with this place we're so lucky to call home. So uh, both on a personal and a, a professional level, I think there's been good reasons to, you know, be proud of how we're navigating all this uh, as a group, as individuals, as a team, um, even though it's been, yeah, it's been a challenging couple of years for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which of the public health measures has been the most challenging for you? For us, I mean, we've been pretty fortunate um, as a business, as a, a retailer. We haven't had the restrictions in place like uh, restaurants or bars or things that have had to limit, you know, their patrons or close down altogether or go to takeout only. So, I mean, for us, it's been fairly reasonable to navigate of course it's been challenging having the masks on every day and uh you have those few customers here and there that don't want to comply and creates these tense moments here and there but more often than not everyone's been so reasonable so understanding um so i i would say out of a lot of businesses both locally here in whitehorse in the yukon but also compared to a, a lot of the cities down south which have maybe been more strict and more restrictions for businesses and how they can operate we've been very fortunate that it hasn't affected our ability to run our business too drastically mm-hmm. have you accessed any of the pandemic related supports employee relief benefits or anything like that no we haven't actually the, o- the only one i guess we did have to recently is one of our staff members um ended up testing positive for COVID and was off work for a couple of weeks. So we were able to uh, tap in to have help with uh, the wages for the two weeks she was off. Um, we did that in one instance, but other than that, not really. We haven't had, had to use any of the, the other supports or programs in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward, how are you thinking about your business differently? Um, I think... I don't know if it's differently. I think sort of like we talked about in the, the first conversation, it's just continuing to do what we've been doing. We, we've been lucky since last June to really focus on building out our physical presence here in town. Um, 
which has really established this groundwork where uh, I think it's so important to have this ability to have people come and experience our business, our brand, especially with clothing. It's, it's very much touch and feel and try on. And we want to cr- create the whole brand feel that when you walk in there, there is a bit of that wow factor, which really lends to building out the brand image as a whole, whether it's for someone local coming by to, to buy a sweater or a hat, but also for someone that's visiting as visitors begin to come back and be like, wow, that, that brand exists here. Um, so we've really committed to making that an important part of what we're doing. Um, and yeah, continuing to tap into the ability to connect to people online. We want to do a better job of um, telling our story, telling our brand visually through social media, through photo, through video, um, and just continuing to build on the sort of foundation we've built over the last number of years. Um, and yeah. See, see where we can continue to push this thing. Have you uh, learned any new skills to kind of help get you there? Um, new skills. Not directly, other than just being more cognizant of, of I guess it would be not necessarily new skills, but our willingness to, to connect with other people that maybe have the skills that we don't have, maybe is a good way to put it. Um, I mean, we're all always... Tanner and I are always trying to, you know, try new things and learn new things. And, you know, we're, we all have our different books that we, we read and podcasts we listen to, to sort of expand our mind and our approach to business. And, um, but it's also our, I think our openness to, to work with other people that maybe have those skill sets that we don't, um, for something like content creation or, you know, building out our, our online presence through visuals and, and lookbooks is, you know, there's an amazing talent pool of local photographers and videographers up here and connecting with those kind of people. Um, so even though it's maybe not our best skill set and understanding that it's not our top skill um, is to be, to be able to work with people that have those skills to really broaden our approach to business as a whole. So there's, yeah, there's so much talent up here. It's, it's awesome. And everyone's sort of, it's yeah. The, the, the power of the Yukon is being able to connect with people on such like a, uh, human level where it's it's not some big ordeal to connect with uh, a local photographer. So yeah, well let's go let's go grab a beer, let's chat about what you're looking to do, and let's see if and how we can work together. Um, and I love working with with people like that. So uh, that doesn't really answer your question, but I think it's it's sort of been a growth of of Tanner and I in the last couple of years is starting to to reach out and connect with people that can help us grow the business based on their skill sets in sort of conjunction with ours. Well, I think that that's a wonderful response. It's an expansive mindset for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had, a, we've seen a lot of instability in the Yukon economy and, you know, global economy. What are some of the things that you're paying attention to? What are some of your hopes for how we emerge from this pandemic? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge for sure. I mean, everything we're seeing, every time you turn on the news nowadays, there's a new challenge arising. Um, I think especially up here, obviously, the cost of living is something that's very, something we have to be very considerate of, um, both on a personal and a professional level. I think even just the cost of operating a business up here is quite high, whether that's, it, you, I, I'm sure you've talked to a number of businesses that it's like commercial space to find here, at least in Whitehorse, is an incredible challenge. Um, and when you do, it's quite expensive. The cost of getting goods shipped up here 
is also a challenge. So like, how can we re-envision how we do bring product up? Can we start producing more of it here? Um, and how, how we can sort of navigate those kind of things. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting, I think even in these next 12 months to see how, as some of these restrictions are starting to lessen and lift. And it, I think we have at least a little bit of optimism of, of seeing whatever the new normal is, but getting back to a little bit more of a, some normalcy of how things sort of shake out in the next eight to 12 months and how we can sort of continue to navigate that with everything we've established over the last two years. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any advice for emerging entrepreneurs? I would say now's a good time. Any time in the last two years has been a good time to really dive into things, especially with the ability to, with so much content and um, sort of expertise online that you can tap into. If there's something you're interested in, passionate about, like there's so much knowledge out there that you can tap into with people working from home. Um, I think there's a really a, an ability to, to sort of tap into your, your passion projects, you know, on evenings and weekends. And um, there's, yeah, I think it's actually a really interesting time. It, it seems challenging to launch a business. And in a lot of instances, it is. But there's so, so much opportunity right now. And a lot of barriers have been reduced of how to get into business. And even up here, there's amazing grants and funds and things that you can look into that can help you get that kickstart um, to sort of bring that vision to life. So I think it's an exciting time to be in business. There's obviously some real challenges as well. Um, but if there's something you're, you're passionate about and have always dreamt of doing, like there's no better time than now. We see with the, the volatility of everything going on right now, there, there's no point waiting. to and, and there's so much opportunity to, like we did with Yukon Built, to start small. It doesn't have to be zero to a hundred um, straight to building out this dream business right away for the, for, we're five years in first three years. It was a, it was a side business. It was something Tanner and I worked on. We both worked full-time doing other things. Uh, we worked on evenings and weekends to build it out to a point where it could sustain or at least one of us. Tanner still works in, in other family businesses, but would that allowed us to, um, jump into the business full-time and, and continue to build it. So I think also patience is a, a big key of that and realizing maybe you're not ready to jump in all in right now. Maybe you are, but if you're not, start small, start building out, start testing the market with what, whatever it is. And maybe eventually one, two, three years down the road, it can become your full-time thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's a there's neat opportunity still to, uh, to dive into whatever you might want to be getting into. Any uh, aha moments for you or shifts in your worldview as a result of the pandemic? Uh, I don't know if it was aha moments. I think it was sort of back to my previous thought of work-life balance and how important it is. <laughs> I'm still working on it to this day. But I think whether it was an aha moment or not, I think it was definitely constant reminders throughout the pandemic that there, especially with the, it's been stressful uh, a lot of the times for everyone for different reasons throughout the pandemic. And it's so important. And again, I'm, my wife would probably tell you I'm a bad example of work-life balance right now, but it, it, it's, that was sort of, it, it was a good reminder seeing everyone sort of take that approach to like, you know, there is more to life than just work. And especially for mental health and everything, like getting out, doing a sport, getting outside, um, working in different routines to your day, whether it's, you know, meditation in the morning, things like that. And trying to work those things into my, my daily 
daily routine. Um, and by doing so, having sort of a more holistic approach to, to business and personal life. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of leads into the next question. What's keeping you grounded and well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting outside, uh, I think is probably the main one right now. I think when we first talked, I was starting to meditate and explore that. And I've fallen off the track a little bit lately. But um, yeah, especially with some of these, I mean, we've had some cold snaps, but we've also had some mild parts through the winter here where again the the access to the outdoors that we have up here to be able to go for a quick ski or literally walk out the door and you're you're on a trail or the riverfront whatever it might be um getting some fresh air getting some sunlight when you can like that that's been an important important grounding part to me and even uh, there's been times where it i feel like i can't get away during the day for a quick lunch break or whatever it is, but it's no taking those 30 minutes to, to get outside, go have a bite to eat, you know, have that capacity to take a break. Um, and also in my, in my view, that also allows me to be more productive when I get back to work too, because I've had that break that sort of reset throughout the day. Um, so yeah, it's a mix of everything. I think it's different for everyone, but for me, it's, it's having those little moments, those little breaks and getting outside. Fair. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we close out for today? I, I guess just want to thank you for doing everything you're doing with tracking um, the, this process uh, for everyone. It's, I think it's going to be incredibly interesting to look back on this research to see how people have navigated uh, the pandemic from an entrepreneurial kind of lens. Um, and yeah, I, I would say we're just thankful for the position we're in. As a business, Yukon Built has continued to grow year over year, even through these challenging last couple of years. Um, so I, I'm excited of where we're at currently, which is a nice feeling, even through the hurdles we've we've been through in the last couple of years. Uh, and we're ex- we're really excited for the next five to see where we can take it, and hopefully we can chat again sometime soon with more updates, more growth, more expansion into where where we can reach. But um, yeah, just really wanted to thank you, Carrie, for, for taking the time. Well, thanks so much, Miles. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Yes, you too. Bye-bye.